On Wednesday, April the 10th, 1912, in brilliant sunshine, although the day was cold, the unsinkable pride of the White Star Line left Southampton. She was commanded by Captain Smith, Commodore of the White Star Fleet, and this was to be his last appointment before retiring. A crowd had gathered on the pier to watch her leave her moorings. The Titanic was a new breed of luxury liner. The route for this maiden voyage took her to Cherbourg and Queenstown, where she took on emigrants bound for the New World. Among her passengers were many of the wealthy and influential, with, according to one calculation, combined assets of 120 million pounds. There was something about the Titanic. It was so very formal. It was so stiff. The atmosphere was stiff. The uh, coziness. Uh, well, you know, the kind of get-together feeling. It didn't exist. Always remember. All right, welcome to Conspiracy Corner with Lacey. Ooh, and Kara. <laughs> so, um, this isn't my topic. This is actually Kara's topic. Yes, um, hi. So, obviously, we are going to be talking about the Titanic today. All right. Um, so, I'm super excited. I kind of know about it. I don't know details, and I've never heard the um, theories that are involved with it, so I'm super excited to hear about it. Um, yeah, I found a lot of stuff. So I've watched and I've heard a lot of stuff about this topic, but I found a bunch of new stuff today that I, I think hasn't really been talked about as much. Sweet. So that was pretty exciting. All right, well, um, I'm gonna go ahead and get started with the ship info and facts yeah. slash history. And if so, anything's confusing, I'll just kinda. Yeah, just jump in. Um, so it was 852 feet long, which is 260 meters. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> this yes. is the Titanic that we're talking about. Right. Um, I don't know if we said that, but... I did. <laughs> I, this, so there were three ships, which this is later, sorry. But the Titanic, the Olympic, and the Britannic. Britannic. Um, ah, okay. So they were all part of this White Star Line, but all of these facts are about the quote-unquote Titanic. Specifically. Yeah. Got it. Um, so the 852 feet long, that was the Titanic, right? Yes, yeah. So and that's, oh, now you can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the largest in the world at the time. Obviously, yes. we have longer ones now. now. Um, there were a lack of lifeboats on board Correct. but it wasn't required to have a certain amount of lifeboats right there was no yeah. um what is it called when you like minimum um well like uh, um there was no um what is it called like um i don't know what the word the word escapes me sorry y'all it's monday <laughs> <laughs> that's all right but there wasn't like a like a there weren't any um there weren't any rules to it. Okay. Like, yeah, like they didn't have to have a, a certain number. Like there wasn't a requirement, that's the word. There you go. There wasn't a requirement for how many you needed, which is, this is probably the reason there is now. Gotcha. So the Britannic also sunk in 1916. Did you ever find if the Olympic sunk? I don't believe the Olympic did. I mean, we're gonna get into that when we get into theories, like it maybe, <laughs> but. Oh. Um, I just, yeah, I, so I thought it was weird that the Britannic and the Titanic both sunk. That is a little weird. Which plays what into... What year did the Titanic sink? Um, 1912. 
Okay, so it was a little, like four years after, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't even a long time. But wow. it's just weird to me that um, they, there's another theory we're going to talk about, and that could play into why they both sunk. It just kind of depends on what you believe. I kind of read ahead, and I kind of think I have one that I believe the most. Yeah, which same. I think is also the main theory that people believe Just anyway. in general, yeah. yeah. Um, but there are the two others. So I've heard one of them be talked about, but then the other one I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know this. So I like kind of dove a little bit into it. Um, I saw one in there that was like really far-fetched. I was like, that's yeah. a little weird. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. All right. Um, so the Titanic was, quote-unquote, unsinkable due to its watertight compartments and 24 double-end boilers, at, um, which is an enclosed vessel where water is heated into steam and circulated and circulated. Yeah, so um, circulated back out. So I didn't know what a boiler was, so I put the definition in there because I didn't know if that would make sense to everybody. Right. So I kind of wanted to... So there were wa they, these like watertight compartments were supposed to keep the water out, and then the all these double-end boilers were supposed to stop the water from filling in because it essentially would heat it to a boiling point and then it would become steam and it would exit the... They had four um, of the steam pipes at the top of the boat, but only three of them worked. So all of the steam would have been converted out through there. Ah, so they had four and only three worked. That's yeah. interesting. That's on in both itself. ships, the Olympic and the Titanic. So those are the two that look the same and that were kind of the same. Hmm. Okay. Um, and eight people died during the ship's construction. Yeah, which, which is weird. I didn't realize that until I started doing research, but that also plays into one of our other theories as well. Ah, uh, okay. Um, do you want to continue? Um, oh, sure. So in 1898, okay, so um, before the Titanic even went out, um, I'm pretty sure it was already built or at least being built at the time. But in 1898, 14 years before the Titanic even sank, um, Morgan Robertson wrote a book titled The Wreck of the Titan about a fictional boat that sinks due to a collision with an iceberg in the book. Um, and so the oh, ship man. was described... <laughs> what? That was my prophecy. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, that's okay. That's okay. We'll come back to it. <laughs> but basically, um, it, yeah, we'll just have to come back to it. Basically, it sunk, it was, um, the, the Titan, sorry, I was just thrown off, y'all, sorry. <laughs> the Titan sunk because it hit an iceberg, which is exactly how the Titanic sunk, which there could be some foreshadowing. There could also be like, it could be like a prophecy element. It's kind of hard to really say. Um, I agree. Also, it's important to note that it was very costly to board the ship. So, um, for the initial voyage of the Titanic, tickets were around one fifty to four thousand three hundred and fifty dollars, and that is in eighteen ninety eight. So, with inflation, some of those tickets could be as much as fifty thousand dollars today. Holy moly! Yeah, that's insane. I like cross reference that. Like, I'm. That's just like, why would you? <laughs> why are you spending fifty thousand dollars to board a ship? But now, I mean, they're so readily accessible. The ship yeah. thing has just, like, come a long way. But how, how much is the highest peak of a cruise line ticket now? Did, did you happen to find that? Um, 
Well, okay, so... Like, what's the most that someone would pay to board a cruise now? Well, that's kind of a crazy question, because... Not for asking, but because, like, they're, like, the six-month-long cruises now. That was what this was supposed to be? No, that's what I'm saying. So if we're playing it, like, as this week-long excursion, the same way this was, I think I think in Hawaii, it was, like, 1500 bucks a person. So that's not... like, the, And that was a week-long, because you see, like, all the islands. Right. So that's... Huh. That's definitely not... I mean, it's a very different time. We're talking about 18, 1912, sorry. Late 1800s, though, it was built. Right. Um, so we're talking about a different, a different century. But I still don't know that I would pay... Like, that could be somebody's life savings. I mean, this, this would be a lot back in the day. Yeah, no, like definitely. This price. And I feel like I would not pay... Like, I, I haven't ever paid over, like, 200 bucks for, like, an excursion of anything. Right. And so $4,000 today, like, I would not pay that. But there are oh, cruises okay. that will take you, like, all up and down South America. Like, so, like, that, if that's a six-month thing, you know, maybe $4,000, fine. But, like, that's cheaper than rent well, most days. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, just live on a boat. Yeah. Well, that's what people are doing. Have you seen that? So, like, a lot of... A lot of retired people Yeah, retired people are living on boats now because it's cheaper than, like, living in an assisted facility or buy, paying a mortgage off of, like, retirement. That explains a lot because I've, I've been on maybe, like, three cruises and I noticed that there's a lot of older people. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I'll live on a boat when I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> With your husband. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to take us into our first break. So do you want to talk about what this is, what this video is? Um, this video is an interview with a survivor. Um, she basically talks about what um, the scene, basically, of, like, what happened when okay. this boat was sinking. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Intense. So. visible part of the ship apparently settled back slightly before it too disappeared beneath the sea. It was this settling that indicated the ship had broken in two. And we rowed away uh, from the ship as fast as we could because one has to do that because I believe the suction when a vessel goes down is absolutely enormous. And we rowed away and I didn't close my eyes at all. I saw that ship sink. And I saw that ship break in half. And for so many years, people have argued with me about that. But now at last, it has been proven beyond all doubt that she did break in half. I know she did, I saw her. And the forepart went down, nose first, and the other. The stern of that ship stood up in the water for quite a long time, or it seemed a long time to me, and then keeled over. And we heard the dreadful sound of people drowning, which was, oh, unbelievable. And then, because our lifeboat was so full, so overfull, the officers called all the boats together and transhipped some of us. One in that boat and two in that and three in that, and I got separated from my mother. And uh, that was the most terrifying thing to happen to a child. All right, so what do you think about that video, Carol? Um, well, I think that's I just, pretty scary. Yeah, I can't even imagine like being on the boat, let alone like surviving that and having to talk about it for the rest of your life. Um, and have we talked about the numbers of survivors? Oh no, because we haven't no. gone to the evening yet. So like the numbers were not good for 
anyone. No, I heard like 1,500 people died. Um, Is that about right? I'm pretty sure, yeah, which is about half of the passengers, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah. But, yeah, just to, like, live through that and then, like, constantly have to recall it. And, um, I mean, a lot of it was women and children that made it out alive. And so, like, right. people left without their husbands and or brothers. It just depends. So it's pretty intense. I'd be pretty scared. But she, I mean, she sounds like she's been telling that story for forever, obviously. Right. Like, you get to a point where I think you're just, like, kind of numb to it. And, but, yeah, so, I don't know, it's pretty, pretty insane to, like, think about, like, being on a boat going down, even today. I, I'd be freaking terrified. Yeah. No, definitely. That'd be really scary. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no thanks. Um, okay, but, so diving into that fatal evening. Um, so, on April 10th, 1912, RMS Titanic left Southampton for New York, um, I read somewhere that it was, like, the longest trip, but I just think about, like, people back in the day who would, like, come over from Spain. So I don't, I don't know. I just feel like it's so crazy to me that these ships were, like, sinking when you had pilgrims coming over on ships daily. But the boats weren't as big. No, right? but wouldn't that make them more dangerous? In Maybe. open sea like that? I don't know. I don't even know where they were traveling, to be honest. Southampton to New York. Where is Southampton? Is um, that Britain? I believe so, yeah. Uh, England, yeah. So. Huh. Okay, so they were coming from England to New York. <laughs> Why is Southampton a city? Oh, okay. <laughs> Rude. Um, yeah. Well, no, because this says New York. Southampton to New York. Suffolk County, New York. I'm pretty sure they were coming over from Britain. I might have that wrong, but so Southampton to New York. Um, Captain Edward John Smith was the captain, and he apparently was like a really a, a, a really well respected um, captain, and he had like years of experience. Like this wasn't his first. Like, they didn't just throw him on this giant boat and say, like... Right. He wasn't an amateur. No, yeah. Like, they didn't just trust him with, like, the biggest, most expensive piece that they had. You know what I mean? Right. So, um... Well, and he died with his... He did go boat. down. Yeah, yeah, he went down with the ship. Um, there were 2,224 passengers on board. So, that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Um, yeah. So, I can't even imagine. Like, oh, this is so scary. All right. Um, so on April 14th, so they've been on the boat for four days at this point. There's no, yeah, there's no way that was in New York because they've been on the boat for four days. They came from England. <laughs> um, so in, on April 14th, 1912, the Titanic hit an iceberg around midnight. It was 400 miles south of Newfoundland. The iceberg ruptured five bulkheads on the starboard side. I'm not a ship expert. Um, I can tell you that doesn't sound good, but I don't know what a bulkhead is. Um, and I, th I think starboard side is like the front. Uh, it's like front right or something like that. Yeah. Let me, let me look it up. Okay. Um, while you look that up, I'm going to keep going. Around 2.20 a.m., the ship um, hit the iceberg, losing around 1,500 lives. So 1,503 was the number of people um, that passed away. So everybody else got out okay. Um, well, I guess your definition of okay. 
To this day, only 306 bodies of the 1503 have been recovered. Um, some interesting facts about when it sunk was the ship actually went vertical while sinking, which people thought was just, um, like, that's how you kind of always see it when you, like, look right. it up. Um, and people thought that it was, a, like, not a joke, but, like, an over-exaggeration. Like, why would a boat be vertical? It's weird. Um, I think it had a lot to do with, like, how it got hit. But basically, um, and if I remember correctly, it went nose up. So it didn't, like, go nose in. Like, it didn't just, like, like hit the iceberg and then, like, go down. Like, right. it actually, like, kind of bounced back and, like, rocked and, like, filled with water and then, like, went vertical. Right. Um, the ship also split into two pieces during the wreck, and this was not confirmed until 1985 by Robert Ballard. So he was, um, he was part of the military, I believe, or the government, and he wasn't even out looking for the Titanic, but he did find it, the wreckage. And you can visit the wreckage today, apparently, if you're, um, like a skilled diver or scuba certified. It's still down there? Yeah. A century later. Um, and then... You won't find, like, bodies or anything in it because of the way, like, the ocean, like, the salt water works. Disintegrated the bodies. Yeah. yeah. So you just see, like, people have talked about, like, how the shoes are left. Like, they're just kind of, like, there, but they look like they were being worn. If that makes sense. Like, they, they're they not just, like, thrown. Like, you would take, you go home and take your shoes off. Like, they're actually, like, not, yeah. I wonder if there's, like, pictures online of people diving and seeing the wreckage. Yeah, you can look at pictures online. Ooh. Um, Interesting. Many of the survivors of the ship were women and children, of course. Um, and an interesting fact, the band actually went down with the ship. They played music the entire time to um, help to hope to calm the passengers. So I don't know that that calmed anybody, but um, they did their best. And just so that you know, starboard side is facing forward right side. Yeah, um, so And then said. port is left hand side. Okay, um, port and starboard. And then a bulkhead is a dividing wall or barrier between compartments in a ship, aircraft, or other vehicle. So it has it's in many transportation vehicles. A dividing wall. Yes. So this excuse me, this says five bulkheads. So there were five dividing walls on the starboard side that it took out. So that's pretty nuts. I'm just looking up so much stuff. Like, <laughs> I I honestly didn't know that many details. Like, I, I know the story. Of yeah, what I think everybody does. And it's and very, yeah, romanticized and kind of glorified. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's actually really, it's really a sad story. And um, we don't mean, like, so we're about to get into theories here soon. And we don't mean to disrespect anybody. Um, this I mean, knew a survivor. Or yeah, or was related to anybody, or just anybody who passed. Like, that's not our goal here. Our goal is to just kind of, like, explore the options of, like, why it went down. Um, and then, you know, there's no... We're not saying that this wasn't a tragedy. And it, one of the things I think is... Because it definitely was. Yeah. And one of the things I think is pretty crazy, and I actually don't have this in my notes, but I read... Um, so originally, the first couple of publications that came out said that there were no fatalities. Wrong. Right. <laughs> so, which is nuts. And it just, like, wasn't as publicized as you think. And, like, maybe we're just, like, spoiled in the era of, like, social media. And, like, like we've always grown up being able to, like, watch the news. And, like, we didn't have to wait for newspapers. But um, it just, like, wasn't as big. I mean, this is a lot of people. We're talking about 1,500 people that passed away. 
And that's a lot when you think of, like, that's very close to, like, 9-11. And that was huge news. And granted, yes. this isn't a terrorist attack or... Um, well, that we know. Yeah, that we know. <laughs> there is a theory about that. I didn't put it in here because there's not a lot of information about it, but I'll talk about it. Um, and But it's not a terrorist attack. It wasn't this, like, huge, like, dangerous thing. It was just, like... Uh, everybody was trying to write it off as like a really bad accident and so I think that's why it didn't really get the news coverage it deserved and I'm not saying it's not a bad thing I realize I'm wording that wrong but it wasn't um it wasn't something that where people should feel threatened essentially right and of course that many people shouldn't have died on a boat that was supposed to be unsinkable. No, yeah, definitely. And it was supposed to be unsinkable. It, that was, like, the huge thing behind it was, like, that was why it was, like, not made, but that was what helped sell it, I guess. Like, this is the unsinkable ship. Well, they had a ship. full boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, they were not at capacity. I did see that. Oh, what they, was capacity? I have no idea. But they were not at capacity. Yeah, the Titanic. Look at that. It knows. <laughs> it knows. It knows. Of the Rose Bowl. Of the Rose Bowl. <laughs> 90,000 if you're curious. Um, but yeah, it was not at capacity. But And we'll get into why. Because some people didn't go. Oh, wow. Okay, 35. so they, Yeah, it was 35.47. They were only at 22.24. Yeah. So they definitely they only would have had more deaths. 20 lifeboats. That's disgusting. So they could only save 17 or 11.78. That is so sad. That is so sad. And the crew was 892. Yeah. So, like, what? Yeah, that's nuts. Just because you're unsinkable doesn't mean you shouldn't have enough lifeboats to For save everybody. everybody on the boat. Well, and so I read, um, this kind of ties into theories, but so J.P. Morgan, we're going to talk about him in a second. He was a co-owner of the... Um, the White Star Line and... Which was the three boats, The right? three boats. Okay. And there's actually, like, a bunch of boats. But in this RMS line, it was the Titanic, the Britannic, and the Olympic. Okay. Um, And so... And then there were, like, boats later in life. But there's a lot of boats. Like, if you type in, like, White Star Line, you're going to get all the boats. Um, So he basically said, like... Like, that day, they were supposed to do training, like, a crew training for, like, how to remove everybody off the boat safely. Okay. And he canceled it. <gasps> I think that was a mistake, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially after the fact. Right. And, like, okay, if you've been on a cruise, you know that, like, and it's always my least favorite part because it takes, like, it an hour and a half. And for no reason. It's just because people want to, like, stand around. But the first thing you do is, like, you go to your room. You make sure your luggage is there. You grab your life jacket. You head to your exit point. And then you, like, spend an hour standing there with your life jacket on so that somebody can come around and be like, yep, you know how to put your life jacket Wait, on. you actually had to do that? You've never done that? Well, I, I always know that I wait, like, two hours to even put my luggage in my room. And yeah. then, but, like, I remember, and then you, like, walk around, explore a little bit, mm -hmm. and then you go to the thing. But I've never actually put a life vest on. Oh, no, I had to. Maybe because we were kids. No, because my mom put one on, too. Yeah, so we did Disney cruises. I've done Disney. Oh, and I haven't been on Disney yet. And Royal Caribbean. I haven't been on that Not one either. Not Royal Caribbean, Norwegian. So I've done Disney and Norwegian. Um, I can't remember in Norwegian if we did it. I feel like we did because I was a bratty teenager, and all I wanted to do was, like, go to the teen room and, like, hang out <laughs> with go the teenagers. Um, and my dad was like, no, we have to put on our life jackets. Mm -hmm. So, okay, maybe we did do it. But 
I know for a fact the Disney cruises I've been on, we had to we had to go to our rooms because at Disney, when you go in, you drop your luggage and then they deliver it to your room. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, well, you think that until you don't get your luggage, but which never happened to me. But oh, I've heard okay. I I've heard like, stories. Yeah. To you? <laughs> um, and so they, um, we had to like go to our room and make sure our luggage was there. Which I guess that's the time to be like, hey, where's my luggage? And we had to get, we had to like go in the closet and get all the life vests and like put them on and then head to like, they'd be like, if you're in these rooms, you go to this level. Or if you're in these rooms, you go to that level. And you had to like go and stand there and like somebody would come around. You know when like a ride where like you pull the thing down over you and you like buckle it and then somebody comes and like pulls the buckle to make sure that, you know, you buckled it right? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been gypped of my safety. Yes, yeah, or I just blocked out that part because you know it's the least exciting part. It of was the whole like cruise, it was but. always awful, and that's probably why I remember it because I I just always remember like Ugh, I had to stand there and like because it's like for each section there's like two teeny boppers working that like come yep. around and like pull on the thing and like yeah, you know how to put a life jacket on little girl good job so um, yeah so. The fact that they, and, and like now, obviously, we do that probably because of tragedies like this, but it's just pretty nuts. How many tragedies did it take to have to get to this point, though? Oh, Lord only knows. I don't actually know. Like, I don't know Bermuda if it was Triangle, a requirement man. or not. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> That's next week, if yeah. you were wondering. There's your hint. Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, like, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe lots of people had to pass away for that to happen. But I just know it's always the worst part because if you're like you just want to get on the boat and like explore and like play and like you know what would be the full circle of that though like god forbid it ever happened but like you go through that every time you go on a cruise and then it happens to you and you're just like dang yeah i'm so happy that i went through all this training because you know my life is saved yeah well like some of the things lately too like with the planes being grounded and like um like the boat, I don't know if like a couple years ago people were like stuck on a carnival boat and like I don't know. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I don't know, man. You just it's pretty crazy. It makes me not want to go on a boat, right? Or a plane. <laughs> I'm just gonna like. Well, I walk already everywhere. don't like planes, so yeah, no, me either. And not a big this fan. whole like grounding thing has me like. Wait, is there a grounding thing right now? Yeah, let's like, not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Titanic. Okay, yeah, because we um, definitely went on a mini rant, but we're just yes. chilling, trying to be personable with you guys. You learned a little bit about our cruise experiences, yes. so if you've ever been on a cruise, let us know what your experience was like. If you if you like the training part, you know. Anyway, um, we're going to go into <laughs> our second break real quick, um, and we'll talk about it a little after. There's no one that hasn't heard of RMS Titanic. The legend says that it was unsinkable, the biggest, the most luxurious ship in the world that nevertheless sank. And this is real causing the death of more than 1,500 people. There was a rumor saying that a cursed Egyptian mummy on board was the reason the ship sank. The cursed mummy went by the name of Princess Amun-Ra, aka Shipwrecker. Another myth described that one of the workers painted, we defy God to sink her on the stern of the ship. But legends around Titanic are countless. The most popular one is a theory that claims that the sinking of Titanic was in fact part of a huge insurance scam. All 
All right. So obviously that was a little snippet of what some of the theories are, but Kara is actually going to yeah, start gonna with a, right a couple of the more non-believable theories, if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to start with the smaller, some of the smaller theories first. So the fir- obviously the first one and the official story is that it was a freak accident. So right. Yeah. They didn't see it, and and I can imagine like, and it just goes back to like they had the pilgrims had ships. Like I just, they talk about like they didn't have binoculars and they didn't have. Um, Did they not have binoculars? No, and we'll get into that when we get into another theory. Okay. Because they were like locked up, which is so weird. What do you mean locked up? We'll get okay. To it. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, like they didn't have binoculars. They didn't have any good lighting, so they just ran into this thing. But like. The pilgrims were using boats for years and never ran into... Not that they were going through, like, that area where there would be icebergs. And I don't know Correct. that they never yeah. hit icebergs. I mean, pilgrims could have hit icebergs. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, just when you think about how, like, the primitive ships were able to make it over safely and then, like... You have this giant boat that's yeah, supposed to be unsinkable. Right. And, like, was, like, made for this. So, but that's, right. like, your official story is that it was an accident. There Which is, could be believable, you know? Yeah. And that it's not saying it's wrong. Yeah. Right. It's just like, so that's like the official story. Right. Um, the second one is that it was um, like bombed or shot at. I couldn't find a lot of evidence on this, so I didn't even put it in my notes. I did, ju- did want to touch on it because maybe you've heard more about that than I have. Um, but they said that it, like it could have been shot at and it was a cover up. So, so they didn't say by who or like. I didn't see anything about it. Nineteen twelve. No. Just there were that no it was like going fired at. Not to my knowledge. No, I no. don't think there was. Hmm, that's an interesting so. theory. Could be believable. Yeah, which would go back to like I was talking about like the nine eleven thing. Like, so that would make it a terror attack. But and I think that if that was the case, especially when you we dive into this first theory, like if that was the case, I think they would have gone on off with it more. If that makes sense. Um, but so the least believable theory, and actually it was debunked, but I mean, oh, it was actually debunked. Yeah. The, I love when they're debunked. Cause like, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I so like it has been officially debunked. Um, but I mean, that is not really saying a whole lot, I guess, because like, have you been on the Titanic? I haven't been on the Titanic. No. I don't know. I didn't debunk it. So some guy basically said it's not true and everybody believed him. But gotcha. so the first not really one, debunked then. yeah, is the mummy's curse. So it was believed there was a mummy on board the Titanic and it cursed the ship. Um, it was later debunked. There was never a mummy on board. So, I mean, I've never seen it. Nobody ever found the mummy. But and it kind of like it kind of could make sense if they were trying to get a mummy to like from England to America. But like for what purpose? One, for what purpose? Yeah. And then two. But mm. Because if it would have sunk with the ship, that would have been the first body to be disintegrated because it was already a mummy. Well, I don't know. I don't know how that works because mummies are, like, super well-preserved. So, I mean, salt water can probably yeah. destroy anything. But I don't know the preserving process, and we'll get into that when we Ooh. get into, like, Egypt and stuff. But I don't really know the preserving process, so I think that's why I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, so it, it was... Oh, that's super weird. Officially theory. debunked, yeah. So, but I think it's one of the more outlandish ones. Like, okay, out of the out of the two that you told us first, and this one, I would say this one's the least believable, believable. for sure. Um, so the other one, and I've never heard anybody talk about this one. Oh, okay, computer. I've never heard anybody talk about this one, so I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was kind of interesting, and there 
was a little bit more information in it than I expected. I didn't put a whole lot because, like I said, like not a lot of people have talked about it. There was information, but like not a whole lot of information. And there is a big theory we really want to get into. So um, it's the cursed shipyard. So it's believed that the shipyard where the Titanic and the Britannic were, and they were all built, Mm -hmm. um, was cursed. Therefore, the ship was cursed and that um, a building flaw was actually why it went down. So this makes sense when you think about how the Titanic and the Britannic both went down. How did the Britannic, uh, also icebergs? No, no, no. It was, um, there was an explosion on board. That's all I know. I didn't do it. I didn't dive deep into it. Did it have to do it. I guess with I the can. four things where only three worked? With the steam heads? Um, Is that no, what the No, that's was? the Atlantic and the Titanic that have the four that only the three work. Um, so the, re- the Britannic, it was discovered on the third. So nobody even knew it went down right away because it was discovered days later. Um it just said there was a explosion and this one was also like decades later like much later um so the sister ship to the titanic it sunk in the Aegean sea in 1916 it killed 30 people and more than a thousand were rescued so it didn't have as many people on board um yeah, so it, it was on its way to pick up wounded soldiers near the Gulf of Athens when, the, when at 8, 12 a.m., a violent explosion rocked the ship. So this that sounds makes like... That sound like they got shot at. Yeah, <laughs> I read... I thought I read that it was an internal explosion. But yeah, so okay, so they were fired at. So that could be unlucky, you know, so that could be part of a curse. Because it was, it was in the same vicinity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. So, okay. so this one kind of had me like first. scratching my head a little. Yeah, because I n- I've never heard anybody talk about this. I've heard people talk about what we're gonna get into. I've heard people talk about the mummy thing. I've heard people talk about them they were fired at, and I heard people talk about um. Obviously, we've heard the official story. Everybody's heard the official, or at least like heard of the official story that it was like a freak accident. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. And there was more information, like, kind of just, like, um, just, like, other little things, like how the eight people died working on it. Yeah, that kind of seems cursy. Yeah. So, um, but the only thing I couldn't find, and maybe that's why I didn't write out a whole thing about it, was because I couldn't find why it was cursed. Why was the area cursed? Was it on, like, a burial ground? Did some... That makes sense. Voodoo witch doctor just show up and say, like, this spot, cursed, you know? So, and, like, there was a lot of, like, dirty money involved and, you know, scamming going on. So, I don't know. But I thought that was really interesting. Like, I could definitely see that. Like, the shipyard is cursed. All of these ships have had bad luck. because Except the Olympic. Well, okay. If you are assuming, if you ignore the theory I'm about to get into, if you're assuming that the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic are true to their names. The Titanic is the ship that sunk. Yeah. The Olympic hit a Navy boat, or was hit by a Navy boat, which we'll get into all that. But in the same vicinity? I don't know where it was. Oh, that would be really weird. Okay, then I would believe the curse thing if it was in the same vicinity. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, that's a little too... Now, so you have um, the Olympic, which has been, like, hit by another boat, 
and there's like major damage to it. You have the Titanic, which like hit an iceberg and sunk. And then you have, and like the boat was built to like withstand icebergs. Like that's what blows my mind, but that's fine. And then you have the Britannic that was like fired at and sunk. So you have three spouts of unlucky boats built in this shipyard. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of, it's definitely a theory you could believe. And if you yeah. put in like the people that died working on it and some of these other like little things, um, I mean, it definitely kind of seems a little strange. Yeah. I definitely believe this one more now that we've talked about it a little more. Yeah. Over the mummy curse thing. No, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I if there's a mummy on board, that's pretty sketchy. And Lord only knows. Like, you shouldn't be messing. And the fact that we don't, don't know about it. mess with mummies. Like, that. Yeah. If, if you've learned anything, if you haven't, go watch The Mummy. Yeah. Um, but if you've learned anything about, like, Egypt ever, like, don't mess with mummies. Um... But yeah, so I, I think it's a believable one, but there's a lot more evidence that goes into this last one that we're going to talk about. But um, so this has been considered folklore and cannot be proven, obviously. Um, I don't know. I think we could prove it or at least support it. Yeah, I mean, I'm there's definitely evidence. So I don't know. I just thought that one was really interesting. And I think it's interesting that nobody talks about it because that was one that I was kind of like, hmm. Um, okay, so the last one it is freezing in here, y'all. <laughs> I am frigid. We we have fan problems with this door right now. Yeah, so, so sorry like if you hear it in the background. Yeah. Um, okay, so the biggest conspiracy behind this is that the ships were swapped due to an insurance scheme, and this one has the most evidence. And I don't know that I would call it evidence. This one has the most. Um, it's not evidence. What's the word I'm looking for? Support. Support. Yeah. Why? Words are really hard to <laughs> So over it. Um, okay. So um, it all started in 1997, 8, around that time. So Robin Gardner published the, uh, it was a novel called Titanic, the Ship That Never Sank, question mark. Um, in this thesis, he alluded that, in his thesis, sorry, he alluded that it was insurance fraud. This was also later published in The Riddle of the Titanic in 1997 and The Titanic Conspiracy in 1998. And that one was um, written with help from Dan Vandervat. Der um, Gardner stated that it was never the Titanic that left Southampton, but her sister ship, the Olympic that was damaged by the Royal Navy ship and was essentially useless. Um, so basically, I don't know how much before um, the Titanic, I guess I could, can you look up when the Olympic was hit? So the Olympic is out, it gets hit by a Royal Navy ship or it hits a Royal Navy ship. Either way, the Olympic was found to be um, at fault. So, this could have put the White Star Line in bankruptcy. So December 1908. No. Well, it was launched in 1910, so I'm assuming it's probably within the same year. Yeah, so 1910, the Olympic is hit, and then that's when the Titanic... 1912, the Titanic went down. So it's been two years. Um, so it was finished in 1908. So yeah. Um... So the White Star Line faced bankruptcy, so they sunk the Olympic as the Titanic to collect insurance money. 
Wait, the Olympic was launched first, before the Titanic. Yeah, that's why. And then it hit a Navy ship. Ah. And then, so instead, they swapped the ships, is gotcha. the theory. Okay. Um, the ships were near identical and would have been easy to swap, requiring only a simple paint job, including a name change. Um, but the way you could tell them apart that you couldn't change was the windows. So the windows on the original Titanic were wider. So if you actually look up, like, Titanic and um, Olympic. So the original windows on the Titanic were wide. They were, like, actual, um, like, square windows. And then the original windows on the Olympic were like thin little rectangles. But then if you look at pictures of the Titanic as it sets sail, you can see that it's the, yeah, so that's the original Titanic, the square windows. And then the rectangles are the Olympic. So the Olympic is what is sunk in the top, yeah, in the first picture. So it, oh, and if that's you look, so weird. Yeah, if you look at it when it set sail, the Titanic, it had the thin windows. But if you look when they unveiled the three ships, it's got, the Titanic has the wider windows. But the picture of the quote-unquote Titanic that is sunk in the Atlantic looks, looks like, like the Olympic. Right. Oh, that's confusing. Yeah. So, so now that's just a giant conspiracy in itself. Yeah, it just kind of spiraled out of control. So yeah, so they sunk the Olympic, said it was the Titanic, and they were going to collect bouts of insurance money. The ships, um, yeah, so the windows, we talked about the windows. Okay, so another weird thing, so there's a bunch of weird things that kind of happened this day. So this is the day the Titanic sets sail. Right. Um, so it was arranged for the SS Californian, which is a boat that J.P. Morgan also owns, um, to be nearby, and it stayed within 20 miles of the Titanic wreckage site during the evening of the wreck and was carrying 3,000 woolen blankets and jumpers. So things to keep people warm. Right. Okay. Yeah, 20 miles from the how wreck it, site. How's it going to keep them? Okay. All yeah. Right. Um, so people have said that the Californian was placed strategically so that there weren't a lot of casualties because the less amount of casualties they have the more insurance money you collect. Which is another reason this insurance one is kind of hard to think about. Yeah, because if you have lots of casualties, then you have to pay the families and all that. I mean, depending on what your insurance and liability insurance, look but like. But they would have to pay off families. The more right, like liability die. and stuff. Yeah, so you would gotcha. kind of want to save as many people as possible. Or you would think. To keep as, most, as much money. I mean, they lost half. Yeah, right. Like a, a little more than half. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't get as much money as they probably wanted. Right, but it kept him out of bankruptcy. But it kept him out of bankruptcy. Yeah, and it still allowed J.P. Morgan to be one of the wealthiest people in the world. Um, Which is a theory in itself. Yeah, the, the families, the crazy families that, like, run everything. But, um, okay, so another weird thing is that um, many famous people and important people, and by important people, I just kind of mean, like, rich people. Rich people. <laughs> Were, who were supposed to be on the boat that evening had a change of plans, according to J.P. Morgan, the co-owner... Oh, not according to. Including J.P. Morgan, the co-owner of the White Star Line. Um, so J.P. Morgan co-owns this boat. It's literally about to do, like, the biggest sale, and it's the biggest boat at the time, and he's not on it. Even though he was supposed to be on it. Yeah, and but, like, even if... Okay, so if you co-owned a carnival boat, wouldn't right. you want to be there for, like, its launch? Correct. And if it's going to, like, make history? Yes. Yeah. So it was really Absolutely. weird that he kind of, like, pulled out at the last minute. It's kind of like, oh, 
He knew. Yeah. <laughs> um, Milton S. Hershey. Yes, Hershey's chocolate. Oh. Um, he was given a tip to like not go, or he was like paid to not go. I can't. I can't remember. Did JP exactly. Morgan pay him? It doesn't say. I mean, that would be complete speculation anyway, unless like Hershey comes out and actually says like, yes, he paid me. You know, we would just kind of whatever. Um, G. Mac Marconi, sorry, the inventor of the telegraph. I put G because his first name is French and I was going to butcher it. Um, the inventor of the telegraph, he instead boarded the Listania, which eventually did sink, but not while Marconi was on the board, which is some like final destination crap, if you ask me. Like, yeah. Um, you've been on two boats and they've both sunk. I would never go by water again. <laughs> like, I would never get on another boat. I would never, like, now you're just dancing around it. Yeah. Um, and then Alfred G. Vanderbilt, which Vanderbilt is just a rich family. Yes. He was one of the richest men in America. He died three years later on the Listania. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And then a novelist named Theodore Dresser, what, Dreiser, sorry, he probably would not appreciate me calling him Dresser. <laughs> Dreiser, who was convinced by a publisher to take a cheaper boat, which makes sense. He's a novelist. He couldn't have been making that much money. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could have. I guess books were probably making more money back then. True. So all of these people who are, like, either really wealthy or kind of really big contributors to society all kind of had. And, like, it, it could just be, like, a weird final destination. Like, they all had, like, weird feelings in their stomach or you know what I mean or like maybe they just weren't supposed to be there if you believe in like fate or like things like that so but I mean it just when you add up like how the ship looks switched and some of this other stuff it's just kind of like mm. that I didn't know that yeah and that's really fishy to me yeah it's kind of like the Titanic didn't sink almost and yeah. they were actually on the Olympic right so very so strange. if it was if it was the Olympic, the Olympic was not deemed unsinkable. Um, not to my knowledge, I didn't do a lot of diving into the Olympic. I just kind of did. I looked up a lot of the like comparisons and stuff. But it, it's important to note that the Olympic and the Titanic both had like their interior was the same. Like you didn't have to change a lot to convince just people. Just the windows. Yeah. Were different. And like if you showed like pictures but. like in catalogs and stuff because they didn't have like the internet to look up the boat they were gonna get on like so when they were presented like a catalog with like you should go on this boat it like they basically looked the same except one was like a little bit bigger. Right. Um, and then the Titanic was bigger, right? Yeah. But if you think about it, if they say that the Titanic sunk, they would get more insurance money. Right, because there was nothing wrong with the Titanic. And right. if it just, like, accidentally hit this iceberg and sunk, they would definitely get their insurance money because it that's probably something they're insuring. Like, there's probably, like, a clause in it. Right. Um, yeah. It gets, like, it got, like, super weird. And then, um, so there was also, so when the Olympic hit um, the Navy boat, naval boat, they the navy ship they um it left it with like a tilt and like somebody i don't know if he was like a scientist or whoever but when he got on the titanic he was like hey like this has like a tilt like a left tilt which is very similar yeah to the olympic what yeah oh god um and i don't know if he made it out or if somebody just said like he said this to them um like i said there's not like a lot to that guy it was just like when you look for, like, evidence of stuff, there's little bits and pieces people throw in just to help support stuff. That's um, strange. Yeah. So, and then two more things that kind of support the insurance scheme. 
So there are reports of a fire on board. So the fire could have been started to weaken the ship's structure, preparing for impact of the iceberg. So this boat is made to not sink and to withstand icebergs. Right. So if it had a fire that was weakening in the walls, that would help the iceberg kind of take it down. Um, the Titanic had many watertight compartments to prevent the ship from sinking. So they think that the fire was started around those like watertight like that basically ruined the watertight compartments. Right. So it didn't keep any water out. Mm. Um, and then the last thing, so going to the binoculars, which we mentioned earlier. So the binoculars from the crow's nest were missing, which is like where the guy stood and said like, hey, there's an iceberg. <laughs> like that's where you would um, go to kind of watch out for the boat. I um, thought every boat had that. They do, but the binoculars were missing. Missing. I have no what? idea. And then, um, in fact, all binoculars on board were reporting missing or stored away. So there were binoculars <gasps> locked in bo- like lock boxes, probably like waterproof ones, and nobody had the key, ironically. What? Yeah. So okay. there's no binocular. Like, nobody knows what's going on. Um, so what do you think of that theory? I think that I believe that the most. Yeah. And the fact that... I don't, I'm not even sure that the Titanic even sunk, really. Like, I, I really believe that they switched it out with the Olympic and said that it was a Titanic. Mm-hmm. And then, because they were so similar. They were yeah. so similar, and they could probably get away with that. Yeah. It would have been did, the easiest thing. It looks like they did, but we don't even know if it really was a Titanic or if it really was the Olympic. Right. Which is really interesting to me. That the similarities were so similar, you couldn't even tell the difference. Yeah. Which, I don't even know why you would make two boats that are so similar. If you're, like, trying... One was shorter, though, right? That's probably One the was a little difference. smaller, if I remember correctly, yeah. But I did... I believe it was the Olympic. Did the Olympic have lifeboats on it? No. Well, it had about the same as the Titanic. Oh, that's so strange. Um, this one really makes me think. Yeah, I think it's pretty intense. Um... Oh, this is... Yeah, so the Titanic was fractionally larger, according to Google, um, than the Olympic. Which not too much longer, right? Yeah, yeah. Some three inches favoring the Titanic, but over a thousand tones heavier in gross tonnage than the Olympic. So it was a bigger boat. Um, but I think the Olympic was older. But only by a little bit. They probably made them Yeah, because like the back. Olympic sailed, sailed first. in 1910. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, so final thoughts. I think there's a lot to this. I definitely feel for like the people who lost loved ones and like how crazy that must have been. Um, even the one, like for instance, Ava, who lost her father, but at least lived her mother and she lived. Which is nuts. Yeah, Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but that goes along with the women and children mostly live. Right, yeah. So, which it, it was just like a very different time. I wonder, like, especially with, like, the women movements we have now, if, if it would be the same. Like, would women and children go first? I personally still believe they would because we are the evolutionary aspect. We're, we're the one that have babies. We, yeah. You know. Men are well, the we, we definitely need men, but yeah, we are the ones different. that carry the babies, and I think that we would still have to go first on boats. Well, and I think if you're sending children, you should send their mothers with them. Right. 
But that, well, I mean, I think children would be the number one the thing woman that gets saved, even if they yeah, no, separated from Even if mother. it was just the children, like put yeah. them all on a boat, yeah. send them. Yep. I always think of that. Um, I don't know if you guys watch Llamas with Hats. I do. But he like blows up a, um, a boat. He's like, thank God the children weren't on board to see that. <laughs> but yeah, so I think the insurance scheme oh. is definitely the most believable. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so good. If you haven't seen Llamas with Hats, I love Carl. stop what you're doing and go watch it. Um, but yeah, I think it's the most believable. But I definitely think this is the most believable. Yeah. And then obviously the accident element, like sometimes freak accidents just happen and it is hard to believe. And sometimes when you have a lot of questions, you find answers and maybe that's what's happening too. I'm not sure. But I think the cursed shipyard has substance. I think so too. It just isn't, you have to really like believe in curses and believe in like, you know, fate. I honestly stuff. don't think that they would purposefully run into an iceberg. Like s there, there must have been many things, like the binoculars and like the rich people not getting on the boat. Like that's just really strange to me. Yeah, I agree. That is my final thought. Same. But we want to know what you guys think. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. We are diving into our transportation theories. Yes. So um, we theories our transportation series so many words are the same um but so we're going to be talking about you know trains planes and boats we're actually not talking about any trains we're talking about a submarine a boat and a plane and all of them together <laughs> but boats and planes are next week yeah um but we do have a small prophecy um kara touched on it a little bit at the beginning yeah um but there is a book called Wreck of the Titan, which was a novel that was originally written and published in 1898 by Morgan Robinson, mm -hmm. Robertson, sorry. Um, and the novel is actually a story of an ocean liner called the Titan, which sinks in the North Atlantic Ocean after hitting an iceberg. So, that's so weird to me. Yeah. That, that sounds like a prophecy, but it what that it wasn't meant to be a prophecy. Right. And so people have speculated that it is like a prophecy or like a psychic vision kind of thing. Um, but other people have said that if it is the insurance fraud scheme, that like maybe JP Morgan like read read the book and like took the story. So it could be it could be like a prophecy and it could be like a stolen identity, essentially. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, like, lots of theories about, like, books that have been written that, like, there's one right now that's pretty crazy. And, like, there's a, there's a, it's about, like, people have um, circled it back to, like, Donald Trump. And it, like, the the guy's name in the book is Baron, which is Donald Trump's son's name. And, like, it's, See, like, I this, didn't even know that. <laughs> it's, like, this whole thing. Um, it was, like, a rabbit hole. But maybe we'll post about that later this week so you guys can see about that one, too. But... Yeah. Stay tuned. So um, we'll see you next week. And that's really it for us today. See you later, guys. See you later.